Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Ronnie Washburn here. Now, listen, you guys, I just wanted to jump in here really quick with a quick disclaimer before we hop into this week's expose. This specific episode was actually recorded about a year and a half ago. Now, if you remember, I was very hard at work on producing and debuting my Bossy Power Bottom Production Company. So in this time frame, I actually recorded back to back to back to back to back episodes and had up to nine like that I had recorded pretty much within a week's time. So as I published each one, somehow this one slipped between the cracks. And truthfully, I really don't know how I missed this, but I just found it, listened through and realized that this is really good Shit, you all have to hear it, but because I know that some of my bitch friends are going to come for me and try to say that my age that I mentioned multiple times throughout this specific expose is maybe a little bit less than what I'm currently sitting at in this moment. I just want all of you out there to know that I am not trying to make it seem like I'm younger than I actually am. I'm fucking 43 years old. I say it out loud and proud. I don't give a fuck. So if you, any of you want to come for me about trying to make it seem like I'm potentially a younger gay, especially considering the subject matter of this week's episode, fuck all of you. And I mean all of that just to the few friends that I already know will be sending me a text message as they listen along. (laughs) Oh, God. And that being said, let's just hop right in and you'll find out why I feel like even now I'm somewhere in between Twink and Daddy. 
all as gay men really just cringe with the idea that you're about to turn 30. I mean, let's just be honest. In gay years, 30 is fucking ancient. And even though you know that realistically, according to the rest of the non-gay world, 30 is really not that old. You then suddenly see yourself turning 35. And now you're segueing into your mid-30s. And what's next? And then as you approach your 39th birthday, you are slapped in the face with the stark realization that you're now staring at the cusp of 40. 40! Oh, fuck. 40 in gay years is like so ancient. I mean, I think that's officially the safest place to say that you're officially a daddy. I mean, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that when I turned 40, I didn't feel like a daddy. I still, at 42, don't feel like a daddy. I still feel like I'm 28, like I'm that twink that I once was long, long ago. And I'm not really willing to accept the fact that I'm a daddy. I mean, I still like eat whatever I want. Uh, now I just have like really fucked up ramifications of having to douche just a little bit longer or the idea that dairy doesn't exactly digest in my system anymore. Whereas when I was 28, I could eat all of those things and just be fine, just roll over in bed. And that was all the exercise that I needed throughout my day. And then, you know, there was those moments where I could drink my fucking face off at 28 when I was a twink and just wake up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed at 7.30 a.m. and go about my work shift with nothing more than a couple of aspirin that would just cure my slight, like, headache from the night before. But now, now at 42, when I do that very same messy night of drinking out at the gay bars with Kohoi, I wake up the next morning with all of my clothes on, one shoe on, one shoe off, the room is like spinning. My head is throbbing. I don't remember how I got home last night or even what happened. And I feel like I fell down a cliff and hit every single rock on the way down to the bottom. And at that bottom, that bottom is rock bottom. I cannot get out of that bed to save my life. And at 28, you know, you always want to go out to the clubs with your friends and have a good time. But when you're 42, a good time is 9.30 is bedtime. That's your new good time. And so as you sit there at 42 and think that in your mind, you still refuse to be that daddy and still feel like you're living that best twink life like you did when you were 28, you suddenly realize that uh, you're somewhere in between twink and daddy. And what the fuck does that even mean? So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And let's explore the entire notion of what it means when I say I'm really honestly swear to God somewhere in between twink and daddy.
now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loud-mouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that only gets so much better with age, just like the finest of wines. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, we explore the entire notion of what it means when I say that I'm not quite a twink anymore. I can openly acknowledge that, but also I'm not really quite a daddy just yet. Like I refuse to acknowledge that for sure. I feel like I'm somewhere in between, but what is that in between? I mean, does anybody really know what the name of, what's the in-between of Twink and Daddy? (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that this week. And, you know, being 42 and kind of crossing into a, a space in your mind where you're getting a little bit wiser, you look back on your 20s and 30s and realize all the stupid fucking ridiculous bullshit that you used to do, all the lessons you've learned. You can reflect on all the shit that you've been through up to this point and just take a little bit of value from moving forward in a new direction of just knowing that your mind's much more put together than it once was, but also you have to sit with that whole notion that you're still a part of the gay community. You're still single. You're still trying to date. You're still trying to hook up. And it takes you twice as long to get ready for a night out versus when it was a night to get ready to go out when you were in your 20s. And what the fuck? There's so many different things that change. And it's just no fun for anyone to get old, especially when you're gay and you you know run in circles that basically just celebrates youth. It's just not, it's just not fair. (laughs) So we're going to go over all the ins and outs of all the things that have changed from my 20s to my current time frame in my early 40s. And what I think about all of these different aspects in life. And what aspect about your life has changed the most significantly from your 20s now that you're sitting in your 40s? That's the question that was asked this week to a few of my friends. And my friends, for the most part, are all around the same age as me. So this should be some good shit this week. But first, before we actually uh, grab the mail and realize that AARP sent us another piece of mail again. And why the fuck is a retirement plan sending us mail once again? Does that mean I'm getting old? First, let's hop into this week's free expose. Welcome to this week's free expose, the segment in which I take the time 
to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over, or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that not only you didn't understand, uh, maybe I didn't understand either. Or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, God, I totally understand why that guy came for me when I said that. I just, wow, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys, listen. So there's a few things that I need for all of you out there to do in this moment. First, I need all of you to go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol, my second show with my co-host, my straight brother, Ryan, and listen along. You know, we're getting a lot of attention and it's still pretty early to tell, but I have a weird feeling that this show is going to be something big. I just, I can feel it in my bones. I'm having such a good time with my brother recording. And every time I listen through an episode, I'm very critical before I post it. And I have to say, this is good podcasting. So you definitely want to check it out. Go to Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow, click five stars, and just listen along each and every week. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I need all of you to also go to RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and check out the Bossy Power Bottom Wear Catalog. You guys, it's almost Pride Month. Pride season is upon us. We're just months away. So you need to check it out now and pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or Pride related event or just shit that you want to wear to the gym to ensure that you'll get fucked by that hot jock top in the showers. And on that note, I need all of you to also do me a solid. Go to any one of the links in my bios on any one of my socials, any one of my websites. Like even in this week's episode show notes, there's a link. If you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you will find a way to donate to my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey. You guys, I'm trying to raise $3,500 for the most incredible fucking organization that I am so proud to be a part of. And 100% of the proceeds go directly to AIDS life cycle and providing all of the necessary resources to those in need of, you know, going into the clinic and getting an HIV and STD test or helping people who are newly diagnosed with HIV on their next steps as to what they'll do on their new journey. And last but most certainly not least, I need all of you to do one last thing. Go to the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and download Positive Plus One, the social network that is for people living with HIV people who are in the HIV advocacy realm, people who are in the medical field for HIV. It's just a safe space for anyone who is, you know, involved in the HIV and AIDS community. And you guys, I am loving this app like you would not believe. Click 
P plus one in the search bar for the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store or go to positiveplusone.com and like check it out, see what it's all about, see if you want to actually download the app, but do it and I will see all of you out there. So you have your assignment, you guys. Those are all the things that I need for you to do as you listen along to the rest of this week's expose. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation, this just so happens to have a uh, slightly geriatric themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked strictly to a few of my friends who just so happen to be around my age range. What is the significant thing in your life that has changed the most from your 20s to now? And explain. So let's get some of those responses now. says my pants size Daryl says a couple of years out of college I was hit by a car as a pedestrian and I almost died as a result I looked at life in a completely different light taking challenges as they came up and taking every opportunity that I could it has led to a lot of fun experiences and a lot of interesting things Wow, like that's a lot. <laughs> but I will say this, you know, I didn't get hit by a car or anything, but you know, sitting here in my 40s, I definitely can say that I've realized this late in life that grabbing every single opportunity that you can is so fucking important. So important. David said, I went from Bacardi to Benefiber. <laughs> Brian says, in my 20s, I would party all night, get home at 6 a.m., sleep for 15 minutes. My alarm would go off at 6.15. I would show up to work at 7 a.m. Now, now I go to bed at 6.30 p.m., wake up at 6.30 a.m. and I still feel tired at work. What a difference two decades make. Matthew says, definitely my weight. Greg says, my desire to leave the house or lack thereof. My straight brother Ryan says as follows. This is too deep, dark, and long. Calm down. <laughs> but to answer that, in short, perspective. With suppressing my emotions to the point of therapy. A lot of perspective in my 30s. So what he means by this, ladies and gentlemen, is he it went through a lot of suppressing his emotions when he was younger. And these days, he's gone through therapy and has really learned to embrace 
a lot of those emotions now. And I have seen a completely different shift in who he is as an individual today. So, sorry, I had to translate because this fucking text message was hella cryptic. <laughs> Jason says, boys, booze, and big dicks. <laughs> I have so many fucking questions about what this actually means. <laughs> How have those things changed? <laughs> Thomas says, I definitely cannot drink like I used to. Hangovers are so much more of a bitch when you get into your 40s. <laughs> a fucking men to that. Sergio says, I have to watch what I eat since I don't work out. And I have to watch my spending because I have way more bills to pay because these days... I've spent more than I should have. Kyle says, Hmm, probably my desire for a boyfriend. Also, my self-confidence. Wow, it's funny how those go hand in hand. Bev says, Eating and drinking used to be fun. Now, eating and drinking just has consequences. <laughs> Abraham says, My metabolism is just like a 1989 Toyota Camry. It works, but it's very slow. <laughs> oh, God, don't I understand that like you would not believe. There is nothing worse in this world than realizing that you just can't eat the way that you once did in your 20s. I, oh God, what I would give for a cheeseburger right now. Victor says, body fat and bills. Kevin says, I feel like I'm the exact same way today that I was back in my 20s. <laughs> Delusional bitch. In all fairness, out of anyone that I know, this is probably the most accurate. <laughs> he's still clinging on to boyfriends. He's still meeting all of them on Grindr. And he still has zero responsibility in his fucking life. <laughs> and as usual, all of these answers are just one big giant cluster. Fuck. Really just all over the place. Uh, listen, when you sit here in your 40s and you just reflect back where you were in your 20s, all the stupid mistakes you made, all the things you took for granted, and, and you know, you put that all together in like a big pile and go through each thing one by one, you realize that, you know, I like being in my 40s, but also uh, there are so many things I cannot stand that has changed over time that just really make me not want to play this little 40 game. So we're going to get into all of that in specific detail. I have a feeling that you can relate to a lot of this shit, especially if you're segueing into that 40-mile mark in life. But if you didn't get your answer read 
this week. Don't worry, just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's get my gay expose. And you'll find out all the reasons why I sit here in this moment and say, oh God, I am so not a twink anymore. Uh, But I'm not a daddy yet. So what the fuck am I? Because after all, I'm somewhere in between twink and daddy. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. (laughs) But you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. Somewhere in between twink and daddy. When I was in my 20s, I definitely was a fucking twink for sure. But now here I sit in my early 40s and I absolutely refuse to acknowledge the fact that I am a daddy. Like I won't take that title. I'm nowhere near close to that. I don't even look like a daddy. That just, I, I can't, whether that's delusion or whatever it is that it is, I refuse to take on the title of daddy. Now, admittedly, I kind of feel like this is the age, I just turned 42 in September, and I do feel like this is the actual year where you really start to see a shift, not only in your mindset, but also in a lot of the physical shit that you just never had to worry about before. Suddenly, 42 becomes that moment where now you have to worry about All of that shit. And your life just becomes one big giant clusterfuck of trying so very hard to create the illusion that you're so much more young and vibrant than you once were. And by the way, that word vibrant, (laughs) that's just a word that people use when they try to say that they feel young and vibrant. But vibrant, that really just means it's someone who's getting old who refuses to admit that they're getting old. In other words, delusion. (laughs) And there might be a heavy set case of delusion going on in my mind as we see, but it's that whole Peter Pan syndrome that I talked about before. Very common in the gay community in San Francisco. Like many of the older gays just absolutely refuse to get old. They just still act as though they're in their 20s. They still go out to the club like they're in their 20s. They still drink their fucking faces off like they're in their 20s. And they still eat as if they're in their 20s. 
But here's the thing. All of those things that I just mentioned, the outcome for those of us who have crossed that 40-year mark are far different than when we were in our 20s. Hands down, for sure. Now, here's the thing, you guys. I have been told that I don't look like I'm in my 40s, which... Uh, thank you so very much. I appreciate that. But also, it's like building a fucking goddamn boat to create this illusion that I am not actually physically looking like I'm in my 40s. So allow me to explain. First and foremost, I think the one thing that like really makes me feel the oldest is the fact that my son just turned 16. That in itself is a mindfuck all its own. And when I do tell people that my son is 16, they'd like take one look at me and say, wow, I don't even feel like you're old enough to have a 16-year-old son. Now, listen, my son was born when I was 27. So that, it, that was a very, very, very fucking long time ago. And the thing is, is I don't feel much different in my mind, like in regards to how I view myself when I stare at myself in the mirror. Yes, physically things have changed and shifted, but like I feel just as young and vibrant as I did in my late 20s. And I just use that vibrant word again. <laughs> oh God. But here's the thing. Yes, once upon a time, we just went to circuit parties and somehow that just transitioned to not going to circuit parties anymore. And now we just do dinner parties. So that was like a big shift in the mindset. That's the best way I can describe what it means to shift from your 20s to your 40s. You can't quite keep up as much as you once did. And truth be told, when my friends to this day hit me up on the weekends to go out to like Bo or like any of the bars or just a catch-up session at a bar on a weekend where it's like going to be busy out, as social as I am, I like think about it and go, oh God, do I really have to? I don't want to. Like 99.9% .9 of the time I end up going and do not want to go. I feel like because I'm just getting that like older mindset, it's like seeping in to my mind. But again, you know, I don't feel 42. I, I don't feel like I am like that I still feel like I have a lot of life to live ahead of me. I, I really feel like I am just like the Sex and the City girls, right? Because like towards the end of that series, they were in their 40s and they were just living it up in the most fabulous way. And I still feel like I'm in that era. Yeah, I don't want to go, you know, to the circuit parties till 4 a.m. anymore. Uh, or, or sometimes I do. But like... Uh, I just, that's not really something that I seek out any longer, but I want to go out and have a good time and meet people and just be living that fabulous life in my forties. But, but what does that actually mean? The first thing that I actually realized that I sort of feel like I'm now starting to realize I'm segueing into getting a little bit older. And I mostly in part to this show, I sort of blame this show, so to speak, because, you know, obviously three years ago, I started the show. I like, listen to a lot of other podcasts for inspiration when I was trying to like create like how I wanted to do the dynamic of the show. And I was just trying to figure out what exactly it is that I wanted to do. So I was really big into music and always have been. And if I watched the MTV Music Awards or the Grammys or any music related thing out there, 
I knew who everyone was, whether I liked them, whether I didn't. I knew all of it. It was all there, done. But now that I've like kind of gotten into this place where now, for the most part, it's like on my runs and just like when I have free time to listen to what I used to listen to music, now it's more like I just listen to podcasts. I have a few shows that I love to listen to on a regular basis, but it's also because I'm in that podcast industry and I want to see what everybody else is talking about as well. And so as a result, I sort of feel like my music like knowledge has sort of slipped a little bit. My biggest wake up call was like when I watched the Grammys last year and they'd like announce every other person that was nominated for an award. And I was like, who the fuck is that? 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 And then at work, we have to, you know, hook our phones up like a Spotify playlist to the music system at the restaurant. And I was like, well, I haven't really been like diligently listening to music for the past like three years. I don't really even know what to put on my playlist. So I just threw a bunch of shit that I used to like. And I realized as I'm listening through the fucking playlist this is kind of like getting towards a retro, like, era. Like, I'm I'm listening to, like, the fucking Britney Spears and the Rihanna's and the older stuff that's not as current anymore. And you know how Spotify will just, like, randomly select similar artists within that genre? Some female pop artist will come on and be like, who the fuck is this bitch? I Like, I've never heard of her before, but, like, her, like, she keeps popping up over and over again on this plate. Like, why, who is this? I, I just realized that as far as music is concerned, I am getting old. But when I was in my 20s, I knew everything. I knew every song. I could go to the club. Every single song that went on, I knew all of it. Every, all of it. It was done, deal, sealed, signed, delivered, guaranteed. Now, hell no. <laughs> Food. Oh, God. I remember in my 20s, I could eat whatever the fuck I wanted, and it was just fine. Like, I always would have, like, that skinny waistline, even though I went through my, like, fluctuations of weight gain, weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, like, in my 30s. I definitely wasn't as much of an issue then. But now? Now I'm, like, in this moment, no joke, you guys, where now that I'm running so fucking hardcore, I find myself thinking that I can still eat whatever I want because I'm doing all of these, this running. Like when I run, I run five days a week, like between eight and 11 miles. And I'm so fucking proud of myself for getting to that moment. But I've had friends who tell me when they see my receipts that I post on Instagram, when I post that I, you know, ran that long or whatever from my Strava app, they can't believe that I've actually done that many miles. Like I feel like I've taken it to like a new extreme so I should be able to eat whatever I want, right? And still be skinny, fit, and thin? No. No, that's absolutely not the case. When you get older, your metabolism does not work with you. You can't eat whatever you want anymore. I still find myself having to wrap like a sandwich in tortilla because it's less carbs versus eating fucking bread. I'm, I'm literally there. Like I did a test with a week of sandwiches at work and then I did a test of the same sandwiches wrapped in a tortilla instead at work. And guess what? I was losing the weight on the tortillas. But when I ate the bread, that was not the case. I was like not losing, but I was not gaining. I was just like not, I was staying the same. It just wasn't working. It is no 
fucking fun to get old. And dairy? I can't even fucking touch dairy. Do you want to know the last time I actually legitimately had a piece of pizza? Oh, God, that sounds so good right now. I just, dairy, the older I get, it just does not work. And when you're a fucking bottom, you best believe that you got to put only the shit in your body that literally comes out completely. Because when you sit on that hot jock top dick, you just absolutely have to make sure that when you pop off that dick, it's a clean bill of health. And these days, dairy, it counters that entire process. So that's what you have to look forward to when you get into your 40s for all of you out there who are still like just living it up in your 20s. So drinking, that's another whole (laughs) fucking clusterfuck of like fuckery that you have to deal with when you get older. I mean, I remember in my 20s, like I mentioned in the opening story, I would drink my face off to like blackout mode, not remember anything. And I would wake up with my alarm going off at 7.30, feeling like I got a lot of sleep, feeling nice and refreshed. You know, I might have a slight headache, I pop a couple of fucking Tylenol or whatever, and I'm good to go. Work my busy restaurant shift, no problems at all. Even probably went and hung out with friends afterwards because I had all that energy back then. But now, now when I do that same like messy night of drinking, usually out at the gay bars with Kahoy. And I don't remember how I even got home. And I think I've expressed this on the show. When I wake up in my bed and all of my clothes are on, that's never a good sign. <laughs> like one shoe on, one shoe off. That means I was trying to get my shoe off and I was so wasted that I couldn't figure out how to do it. It's just, that's a fucking hot mess in itself. And it, the room spinning, the pounding in my head is just so intense that words can't even describe how miserable it is. And you just feel like literally you cannot get out of bed. The idea of even getting up and walking like four feet down to the hall to the bathroom to pee is just excruciating to think about in itself. And that's what you have to also look forward to when you cross that 40-year mark. (laughs) Oh, God, those hangovers, they're like death. That's the best way I can describe it. And then I sort of feel like, I mean, I've always kind of worn face creams to sort of create, you know, a smooth and young, youthful-looking face, making sure that my skin looks tight and, like, where it's supposed to be in all the right places. But as you start to get older, I'm telling you, like when I get out of the shower and look at myself in the fucking mirror where all the like, like thousands of layers of face creams that I've like smeared all over my face to create the illusion that I'm somehow younger than I possibly am visually. I look at myself after that shower and think, God, I look like a fucking basketball, like putting on retinol-based face creams that actually plump up your skin, it's like putting on a fucking full face of makeup. Like, that's the difference. Like, you look like just you crawled out of a hole somewhere when you get out of the shower. And then when you smear all of these fucking excessive, expensive ass face creams all over your face, then you sort of slightly, remotely begin to maybe look like You're possibly like five years younger than your actual age. Maybe. (laughs) I do have good skin, I will say. But like, 
I'm definitely starting to see the spots that I'm having issues with. And the second I get to a place where I can start affording Botox again, you better believe I'm going to be like one of those bitches that shows up with my little fucking punch guard. And after 10, it's free. Like I'm there. 100%. That will be me for sure. And there's this weird little area that I'm really not loving about like the age of 42, like by my, it's like by my smile where it like, like just below your nostrils and it goes all the way down to your chin. One of my friends called it the parentheses. <laughs> like, I, like I am so over that shit. It like, I hate it. I just, can I just get a fucking goddamn facelift for fuck's sake? Like I'm literally at that place in my life. And then hair, hair is obviously like such a struggle. I mean, I used to have the biggest, like fullest, thickest lion-esque mane that you could ever possibly imagine. And over the course of the last like fucking decade, my hair is now thinning to a place where the second I got my like insurance and I, you know, got my doctor, I instantly asked for a Propecia prescription because I was like, I just got to keep every single strand of hair that I have left because God only knows what's going to happen next if I don't. And truth be told, here's a fun fact or a little secret. I buy the Bumble and Bumble Blondish Spray. It's like a color spray that you put in your hair and you, I, I just put it at the front of the roots of my hair and like on a couple of spots in my scalp where you can sort of see through my scalp and it literally, it's so expensive that it works really well. And it's semi-waterproof-ish, give or take. So it doesn't like run down your face or anything. But it definitely does create the illusion that I do have that full, thick head of hair that I used to have back in my like late 20s. It creates that illusion. Now, like, I'm not like thinning to a place that's that, that noticeable. But I definitely just spray that shit in on a regular basis. One of my friends recently like called me out on that shit. <laughs> Oh, God. Welcome to crossing that 40-year mark. And then, like, shit, when you go to the, like, fucking gym or you're trying to run and shit, like, all of a sudden, stuff just starts to hurt on your body. Like, listen, I've always been as healthy as a horse, as far as I can remember. Every time I go to the doctor, clean bill of health. I mean, I've gone through phases in my life where I've, like, drunk my face off profusely. So the fact that all of my organs are still in working order is a goddamn miracle. <laughs> but I just, I, I've always been super healthy. And so when I'm like going on these crazy runs and all of a sudden my foot starts hurting and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I realize after a couple of weeks, okay, so that's not going away. That's still there. Like, what do I do now? Like, I, I don't know what to do. And then I realize that it's not going every going away. And then like I go to work and I'm on my feet every day and it's getting worse and I'm beginning to limp. And then there's obviously something wrong. So I go to the doctor and they take x-rays and they don't really know what's going on. They think it might be a fracture. They're giving me all of these possibilities. There is diabetes in my family history. So they did some blood work to see if potentially it was like a diabetic thing. That was not the case. There was no fracture. And I remember getting the message back from Kaiser and they were like, hey, just FYI, we took your x-rays and there's no fracture, there's no diabetes, you're good to go. And I'm like, okay, but okay, so what the fuck is it? Like my foot still fucking hurts. Like they like ended the conversation, like as if that's it, we're, you're, you're welcome, we're done with the services, all of it. Like, no, my fucking foot still hurts. So what the fuck is it? So they ended up sending me to a specialist. 
The girl just seems too eager to diagnose me with, wait for it, early onset arthritis. Early onset arthritis, you guys. <laughs> when I heard the words coming out of her mouth, I was like, fuck my life. She basically offered me a cortisone shot in the foot. She said that if I would come in every three months to get this shot, that that would make the pain go away. She gave me the shot. The pain did go away uh, a couple of hours later. But here's the crazy thing. Like, I have never been back. This was like almost a year ago. I've never been back to get another cortisone shot. And my foot has never hurt ever since. And I am, again, like I said, running those crazy, like, fucking between 8 to 11 miles a day between four and six days a week. And so what the fuck? Did they just misdiagnose me? That's kind of what I think, but I don't really know for sure. But then, you know, every once in a while, my knee'll just like pop and start to hurt. And it's just like, getting old is no fucking fun. It's just no fun. It sucks. <sighs> Nobody wants to talk about that shit. <laughs> so that's exactly why I'm talking about it, because this is what all of you young gays out there have to expect when you cross that 40-mile mark. But I'm here to tell you, I'm still out there fucking. I'm still out there dating. I am still out there putting 15 layers of face cream on my face to create the illusion that I am somehow a passable 36. And I am still living my best gay life the way that I see fit. And that's it. we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, hot jock tops, or bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Okay, listen, I know this was like a really straight up and direct, blunt, candid, reveal, so to speak, on what it's like to become an older gay. But I'm here to tell you, I'm not there. You guys, I still refuse to be a daddy. I don't feel like I'm a daddy. I don't look like a daddy. I don't act like a daddy. Well, okay, so sometimes I might act like a daddy. But like, okay, listen, I am not a daddy. When I feel like I've hit my daddy phase, I'm sure you'll all be the first to know. But it's just so crazy all the things that you can actually look back on when you sit here at 42 and reflect on your 20s and your 30s and you just see all the fucking stupid bullshit that you did, all the fucking idiot guys you dated. What were you thinking when you did this and that and whatever and friendships and all of it and jobs and there's just so much that you finally come to terms with when you're in your 40s and you just become that much wiser of a sex in the city, like fantastic socialite in San Francisco. <laughs> or again, delusional. But at any rate, I just want to hear from you listeners. What the fuck do you think? For all of you out there who refuse to consider themselves to be like daddies just yet, but you're still not a twink, what would you consider yourself? Do you have a name for it? I want to know. 
give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me what it is. What's the name? What should I consider myself if I'm not a twink, but I'm not a daddy just yet? And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Positive Plus One all at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, My Gay Expose Podcast. Com. And don't forget about Bossy Power Bottom Wear, the official show merch line at RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com, MyGayExposePodcast.com, and now on BossyPowerBottom.com. And there you'll find any piece that you can rock at your next gay or upcoming Pride event. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn and I will flash you a dirty look when you call me an overgrown twink right beside you with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.